0: Welcome to the Soul Path Podcast, it's your host Marco here, and in this episode, I want to be running through the topic of integration. This is a fascinating one, especially for those who are doing deep transformational work, whether it's ceremonies and plants or animal medicines, whether it's extended dietas, retreats, 10-day silent meditations. Extended fasting, whatever the chosen modality may be. Integration is a theme that's not nearly spoken about enough as it ideally could be. And something that if we start to give it the right attention and approach our transformations with an idea, an inspiration of how we can integrate it, Perhaps we might find that there's more completeness to our experience. I've definitely encountered that on my journey. And from many of the individuals that I've met on the path, i found clues, observations that have guided me and inspired me towards putting this podcast episode together in particular. So this one's going to be off the cuff. This one's going to be speaking to the inspirations that I've encountered and that I know can bring you value, the listener. And at the same time, this is going to be the foundation for a later episode, which I'm calling the Integration Manifesto. That's going to be a deep dive, exploring the various layers of integration from those who are in their very first encounters with transformation to those who have been on the path for a really long time speaking to the different layers of experience, speaking to the different maps of meaning and how we can place ourselves in certain experiences and find our way through what can sometimes be a very challenging time, through what can sometimes be a very turbulent time. So with that being said, let's dive in on this thing of integration and let's see what treasures we discover. So for me, firstly, speaking to the theme of integration is, what's important to highlight is that there is no destination with being quote-unquote integrated. It's a state of being. It's an experience. And when we are experiencing from an integrated state, there's a palpability to life. There's a tactile resonance to the way that we experience life that makes sense, and then when we consider that, well, what's the flip side? What does it mean to not be integrated? Well, to not be integrated, perhaps we've disassociated from certain aspects of ourselves. Perhaps we've shunned away certain parts of our experience that are yearning to be considered, to be looked at, to be loved, to be addressed in whatever way they need to be. Not in whatever way we'd like them to be addressed, but in the ways that they need to be. This is oftentimes where I know I've found the challenge and I've noticed a pattern that many people do because we have our wants and desires and those may come from the level of the ego, which may, may not be aligned to the divine path, the true path. At the level of the true path, the soul path, we experience life from a place of need. We receive exactly that which we need in order to develop, to craft our soul in such a way that we can experience the wholeness and the completeness that life has to offer us. So in this way, we can begin to place our experiences and recognize, am I disassociated? Am I shunning certain experiences away? Or am I actively engaging, maintaining presence? Maintaining my receptivity? Allowing ever greater degrees of clarity to find me through my willingness to be responsible for the experiences that I'm having through my willingness to take actions that are aligned to resolving the needs that are presented to me. And through my willingness to do the tasks that are of utmost importance to clear the themes that are expressing themselves that I recognize are layers of teaching but not the end point. So it's about embracing where we are and maintaining a very strong vision for where we'd like to be. It's about embracing the turbulence that is clear and obvious that may even create distraction at times, depending on how we deal with it. You're maintaining the vision on the ideal experience of life that we feel most inspired by. And so integration is this journey of the in-between and of bridging this gap. Integration is this journey that starts before we even enter a transformational experience. And we understand the question of why. Why am I doing this? Why am I choosing to take it upon myself? to give a commitment, a sacrifice of sorts, to put myself through a transformation, to put myself through a doorway of initiation, through which I know that once I walk through that doorway, there is no turning back. Why am I doing this? Becoming crystal clear in why I'm doing this is the pillar that underpins the entirety of the experience, my path through the initiation, and how I return home. So it's about leaving this point in time and space where I am right now, walking through that doorway of initiation and having a very clear inspiration of why I'm embarking on this commitment, why it's important for me to see it through with impeccability and why I will find myself back where I started once I've completed this loop of the hero's journey in an ever finer experience of life. So integration is about bringing together these pieces for ourselves. The first one is why, knowing that crystal clear. The second part of integration is Understanding that, as we mentioned before, there is no end point for integration. There just isn't. As long as we're alive, there's going to be something to integrate. As long as we're living and breathing and there's a warmth and a movement that pulses through our being, there's going to be something to integrate. However, what I have encountered that I found to be true in my journey, and I've witnessed many times in people that I've supported or listened to their stories of how they came to be where they are, is that the theme of integration, should one stay committed enough to seeing it through, is that perhaps eventually, well, before we get to the eventually, let's look at initially, perhaps initially, we might find that it takes some time. There might be an encounter with a ceremony, a particular transformational experience, maybe even just a divine intervention, something that we didn't call upon, but that life brought to us to set us on the divine path, path, the soul path, the path that we're supposed to be on, the path that life needs us to be on. All of this is said without judgment or prejudice. It's simply life giving us the indications that we need. And us asking ourselves the question of, am I willing to receive in fullness and completeness that which life is willing to offer? Do I want that for myself which life wants for me ever so much? Am I am I willing to meet those experiences? with the presence of mind, heart, body, spirit, soul. So perhaps in these initial stages, these initial encounters, there might be a big chapter of time and space where, yeah, it takes a little bit to integrate. It can feel a little bit like... Someone took a box that had an almost complete jigsaw puzzle in it, shook it up and gave it to us and said, Hey, figure this one out. And maybe sometimes it might even feel like not all the puzzles or the jigsaw are there. Or maybe someone mixed some puzzles together. It can feel like that at times. But that's part of the joy in the journey. Figuring it all out, placing it without pressure, without a need to figure it out, but finding joy in the journey of putting it all together so that once complete the reflection that we receive is the beautiful masterpiece of our lives crafted in such an impeccable way, with such acute awareness that we're left with nothing but the deepest of inspirations for ourselves, and that we may share those inspirations with friends, family, loved ones, society, the world, depending entirely on our degree of willingness to share, of course, or perhaps it's just a treasure for the heart something that gives us a restfulness and a peacefulness when we go to rest at night, knowing that, yeah, I offered myself something phenomenal as a result of going through the initiation and the hero's journey to better myself. And perhaps eventually, now that we've covered the initially, Perhaps eventually we may find ourselves in experiences where there is nothing to integrate in terms of large chapters of time and space, but we're able to meet everything that life offers us through these portals of initiation, and we're able to be there in the presence of all of it, and to live and breathe with it moment to moment. And this is where the movie script of our life begins to make sense in ways that are at times challenging to accurately pinpoint, but if there was to be some flagposts along the way, this movie script of our life is where I've experienced myself as if I'm watching the movie of my life and I'm experiencing it as the main character at the same time as I'm discovering word by word, letter by letter, page by page and chapter by chapter, everything that life has Lined up for me to experience. This is. One frame. That I've come to experience. As incredibly valuable. And so deeply treasured. And I consider this to be an integrated state. Integrated because. I'm in touch with the palpability of life. I'm in touch with the tactile nature of reality, of my experience, of my existence as an individual, and of my connection to all of life itself. Feeling a sense of crystal clarity as to who I am, where I've come from, why I'm here and where I'm going. This is an integrated state. Now, to be in an integrated state, my experience has shown me that it requires a depth of listening that is unfamiliar at large to the modern world. It requires a degree of acuity and awareness It takes some time to cultivate, just like cultivating a garden. We don't get a beautiful garden overnight. We get a beautiful garden by, first off, developing beautiful soil. So before we plant anything in it, we want to have a beautiful, fertile bed to plant it in. Second to that, we want to find high-quality seeds that we're going to plant in the garden. Seeds that have perhaps been maintained for generations. These seeds could be seen as our prayers, as our intentions. Then understanding the nature of life as best as we can. What are the elements that are needed to give life to this seed that I'm planting in my garden? In the same way as I plant seeds of consciousness in my mind and in my experience, what are the elements of life that I need to engage with in order to take care of these seeds, understanding that the weather may get the better of some, understanding that the rain may fall too hard and too heavy and wash some out, understanding that the sun may shine a little too bright and dry some out, yet also understanding and appreciating that certain seeds will grow and develop into plants and those plants will eventually flower and as they grow to a flowering state they may require a bit of care some pruning some support some guidance a loving touch and as that flower turns to fruit it may require a slightly greater degree of care perhaps a little protection with a net to keep on looking eyes at bay for a little while until it's ready to be harvested at just the perfect point of sweetness and ripeness and perfection of nature's elements coming together in a harmonious song of mouth-watering flavor. I found the many years I spent in the garden have allowed me to look at many of these experiences in a very simple way from a farmer's perspective, a gardener's perspective, which has helped me tremendously to bring simplicity to that which is incredibly complex. Dancing with the universe is no joke, it takes intentional work. Yet it can be incredibly joyful when we approach it in an appropriate way. In the same way that a garden requires a mountain of work and labor to be a beautiful garden, but done appropriately, done with care, done with a bit of well thought out intention, perhaps a little bit of planning goes a very long way to making a beautiful garden. And perhaps there may be a need to learn some strategies for how I can take care of my garden from the weeds, from the pests, There may be regular visits that are required to pull weeds from the gardens of my mind in the same way that I would pull the weeds from the base of the plants that are competing for sunlight and water. Or perhaps I might learn some strategies as to how to blanket the soil of my mind the same way that I might blanket the earth where my garden is with mulch to fertilize, to protect, to retain water. Many strategies, many different ways to go about this. There is no one hard and fast rule, but perhaps some of these themes and threads that I'm speaking to here will open opportunities of observation that you can consider. What else you can bring into your strategy for how you integrate? What else you can invite into your experience that might bring a greater sense of completeness to the way that you're going about integrating certain experiences and i know many times when i've spoken to people in the various podcast interviews there's been common themes of well learn to sing Learn to dance, write, create something, art. Bring a joyfulness and a play to life in whatever ways of greatest inspiration. And this is incredibly valuable in terms of getting in touch with the creativity that exists in all of us, expressing our creativity. It's a huge piece in being able to integrate, knowing how to utilize our creativity effectively. And likewise, integration may express itself through the garden for some. It did for me for six and a half years. A lot of my integration was done on the beautiful farm that I had out in Gippsland, Victoria, in Australia. That place was a a base of integration for me, if you will. It was one long chapter of six and a half years that I integrated, and I still reflect on many of the experiences that I had there, recognizing that, I still receive the echoes of inspiration and labor, of the seeds that were sowed during my time there. And they'll probably be with me for a lifetime, and I absolutely love it. The insights, the teachings, the inspiration, the clarity that I received on that land, it wasn't just in the moments that I was there, it stays with me for life. That's why the deeds, the intentions that we sow, If we are in a position to offer ourselves a degree of refinement in terms of how we approach the sacred when we encounter it, whatever way that may be for you, is the degree to which it will return to us in a similar fashion. The universal law of reciprocity. that we will receive in fair exchange, that which we offer. So to revisit the beginning of integration, how we mentioned that it starts at the very precipice before we engage with any sort of initiation or ceremonial process. It's valuable to ask ourselves, how do I want to approach this? What am I willing to give of myself through this process? How am I going to present myself through this process? It comes down to entertaining the possibility of what's possible for me, what's available to me if I give of myself in a way that I never have before. What would that look like? Or would I do differently? Would I consider my footsteps in each and every moment? Would I perhaps entertain the practice of the Buddhas and allow myself to walk with the gentleness and calm of the clouds and conjure a beautiful thought or observe beautiful thoughts, with each and every footstep. Might I try that, once, to see what life will return? It's a fascinating observation. A joyful exercise to consider, that's for sure. Might I consider an intention that next time I break into the earth with a shovel and work on my garden, Might I consider a good, thoughtful intention every time that metal hits the soil? And might I choose to flip it in the same fashion of turning it upside down as I work my way through the garden? Creating a channel for the water on one side and a garden bed on the other. As I consider it a beautiful thought, which with each and every motion, how would life be different for me if I gave that degree of intention, that that degree of care, to everything that I'm doing? These are some fascinating things to entertain, some fascinating frames to consider when engaging with initiation, with ceremony. And well, I can say from my experience that it's been invaluable asking what can I give of myself and how am I willing to give of myself in a way that I never have before. And life has consistently returned to me in the same way. Someone once said, something along the lines of, like fine wine, life gets better with age. And while I'm not a connoisseur of wine, I can say that by the nature of my deeds and actions and intentions, every time I return to certain processes, to certain encounters that I ask myself these questions which I've presented here in this discussion and that I find that to the degree that I'm willing to present myself in ever greater ways is the degree to which life presents itself to me in ever greater ways and I know that's available to each and every one of us because there is absolutely nothing special about me. There is absolutely nothing unique about me. All I did was entertain some of the teachings, the insights, and the observations that were passed on to me. That were gifted to me through individuals, through groups, through life itself. So it feels like we've begun an interesting chapter here on the theme of integration. And I trust that you'll consider some of these invitations into your own experience, how they may support you, how they may benefit you. And remembering all along the way that when we step into these certain encounters with the Divine, the questions that we ask are so important.